but those 10 or 20 cockroaches give the other 4,000 an unfair reputation. They don't really care what they eat. They have no interest in coming into your house. They have no interest in really having anything to do with you. And if that sounds like someone you know, it might feel perfectly natural to name a cockroach after them for Valentine's Day. Whether your dedication comes from a place of love, love-hate, or just plain hate, the Missouri Botanical Garden has the perfect gift for you. Well, we always have the right to decline a request. Um, I'm Sarah Fetsky, and this is St. Louis on the Air. Joining us now to bridge the gap between romance and roach is Tad Yankoski. He's a senior entomologist at the Missouri Botanical Garden's Butterfly House. Tad, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me. So I think people are going to have to hear this from your mouth to believe it. What is the special gift you're encouraging people to order this Valentine's Day? Yeah, so we are on Cameo, which is an online website. And you can do cockroach dedications. Uh, you can name it after an ex or an ex-boss or maybe even your current loved one who you just wanted to do something a little different for. How do you think people are going to respond if their current loved one says, hey, yeah, sweet wife, I got you a cockroach named after you? You know, it may not be for everybody, but we've already had a few that went out for um, mom and dad or uh, one was for a 10-year-old's birthday, and we've had a few for some significant others, and we have a lot of fun with it, and people have really enjoyed it. So people don't get the cockroach. They do get a little video um, where they can see their cockroach. Is there one special cockroach for each person who orders? Absolutely. We pick one of our orange-headed cockroaches, and we name them after whoever the video is dedicated to. And we uh, take whatever information you give. We'll add a little bit of our own custom flair, and we'll make it a lot of fun. Uh, we like to say it's about 90% lighthearted fun, maybe 10% a little bit of roast mixed in, and then we try to mix in a little cockroach appreciation uh, with it as well. Well, I want to talk a lot more about cockroach appreciation. That is definitely a phrase I have not heard much in life. <laughs> but before we do that, I want to listen to one of these. Um, here's one that you created, and, and we're getting this audio here from Cameo. Hi, Shannon. I'm part of the entomology team here at the Butterfly House in St. Louis, Missouri. Your friend Jennifer reached out to us to send you a special dedication to hopefully help put a smile on your face. Shannon, inside this box is a special critter, and at Jennifer's request, we have named this critter Life. Life is an orange head cockroach from Central America. And while it's true that life just sucks sometimes, life, even when it's a cockroach, has its positive sides. We all know that sometimes life drags us through some dirty places, and when that happens, we all would do well to follow Life the Cockroach's example. Get to a safe place, take a moment or two, then start cleaning off. The other lesson we can learn is that when life, real life sucks, lean into your friends. That's exactly what roaches do. When threatened, they rely on others to help find a good spot to shelter, and it seems you have a great friend to lean into in Jennifer. And that is the dedication of life, the cockroach. Now, Tad, we picked that one to play on air because it didn't feel pointed towards any particular person. That would be a rude awakening to listen to a radio show and learn that you had a cockroach named after you. Have you had to turn anybody down who wanted to just blow somebody up publicly? 
Well, we always have the right to decline a request. Um, we have had a few come in that were for some public political figures and things like that, that we felt it best just to steer away from those. But if you were to have a cockroach dedicated after you, we would make sure that we would do it in such a way that if you did hear it, even if it wasn't intended for you to ever hear about it, you probably wouldn't feel too bad. You might uh, feel a little bit of that roast, like we said, but most people would understand that it was done in, in good, uh, good spirits. You're keeping it a little gentle. Exactly. Even for Stan Kroenke. I heard you got one for him. We did. We did have a request come in for, for Stan, which... Uh, you probably uh, can find on our Cameo page. It's cameo.com slash insect zoo. And a lot of the videos are made uh, public and you can search and see uh, some of our most recently uh, posted videos. And so the person who does or who orders the dedication, they get to decide whether or not theirs is public? Exactly. And they get a custom link to download the video or they can uh, basically share a link and people can view it from their cell phones. You can email it, text it or download it. So we did hear from one of our listeners. Melanie wrote to us on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page and she says this. I received a cockroach cameo valentine from the Butterfly House and it was hilarious. Bravo to the creative team at the Butterfly House. Great marketing. And she adds this. When I started dating my husband years ago, I had an unfortunate room. So this was unexpected as a gift and lighthearted. I thought it would maybe be a cocoon that would turn into a butterfly I could visit, but nope, it's a cockroach. I laughed really hard. I also have an adopted sloth at the zoo, my own little strange St. Louis collection of misfits. <laughs> Tad, that sounds like exactly the spirit that you're kind of looking for there. It's a good inside joke with her husband. Exactly. I remember when that request came through, we had a lot of fun uh, writing the cameo for her. So you had mentioned this is also, you're trying to get a little bit of cockroach appreciation in there. And you're, you're sharing some tidbits. We heard just a bit of it in this one about life, the cockroach. But in each one, you're trying to, to share a little bit about these cockroaches. Do roaches get a, an unfair rap? Uh, I think they do overall. You know, there's obviously some species out there that deserve the ire that they receive. But uh, across the world, there's over 4,000 species of cockroaches. There's only about 10 that are very significant, serious pests for people, hmm. maybe a few others that are also sort of a fringe pest. But those 10 or 20 cockroaches give the other 4,000 an unfair reputation. Hmm. So when we talk about roaches as a whole, they're obviously not just all the ones that are living in your basement. What makes a roach a roach? So cockroaches are relatively primitive insects. Unlike a caterpillar that turns into a butterfly through metamorphosis, cockroaches do not have the metamorphosis stage. A baby cockroach looks more or less like an adult cockroach, just smaller, although they won't have wings yet. Hmm. Um, but as the cockroaches grow, they just get bigger and eventually become uh, uh, an adult that will have wings and can lay eggs. Hmm. We're talking today to Tad Jankowski. He's a senior entomologist at the Missouri Botanical Gardens Butterfly House. Um, they will do a cockroach dedication for you if you're interested. And Tad is also telling us that cockroaches aren't as bad as you might think. So you're telling us they're not necessarily as bad. Do they provide any positivity to the world? Yeah, absolutely. We jokingly refer to them as nature's garbage men. Um, these are animals that are omnivores, meaning they don't really care what they eat. And they are very good at taking 
nature's garbage that falls to the forest floor, like our orange head roaches, they live in the Amazon rainforest normally. And they would take leaves and fruit and even carry on or dead animals. And they recycle those nutrients very effectively back into the soil so that uh, the plants and trees can can grow and be uh, fundamental for the ecosystem. Hmm. It seems like the thing that we, the perception out there is that they're there spreading disease. Is that true for some of them at least? So some of the ones that live indoors, such as the American roach, which some people may know as palmetto bugs or water bugs, they can spread disease, um, E. coli and salmonella and some other diseases. Um, It's not exactly like uh, a mosquito that can transmit West Nile. These are uh, with cockroaches. They can pick up the disease on their legs, on their bodies when they're living in less uh, cleanly areas. And when they move, uh, if perhaps late at night you leave a pizza on the counter and they nibble on it after hours, they may leave behind some bacteria or disease. Okay. So those those American cockroaches, they could be doing that. That's not a misconception. But for the one that's, that's not breaking into your home, it sounds like that's something you would not have to worry about. Correct. If you ever go through a walk in the woods or outside, there's a good chance that, that there are many cockroaches all around you that you never experience. Uh, they live under bark, under rocks, and in the soil, and are incredibly important to the ecosystem. They have no interest in coming into your house. They have no interest in really having anything to do with you. Uh, one of the funny observations we show with our public when we do some animal encounters feature, featuring cockroaches is if somebody holds a cockroach and then you put it back into the colony, it thinks that it is dirty and it will often spend a considerable uh, considerable amount of time cleaning itself after you've handled it because it thinks that you made it dirty. I mean, it's probably right about that, right? <laughs> I got to uh, take the roaches side on this. Exactly. So you mentioned you have these roach encounters. Uh, How many roaches does the butterfly house have? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I often measure my cockroaches in pounds instead of individuals. Uh, I I have thousands and thousands of cockroaches. Sometimes we will... um, communicate with other zoos around the country that are looking for surplus animals. And they'll say, do you have any uh, orange-headed cockroaches? And I'll say, how many pounds would you like? Uh, We probably have at any given point at least 10,000 cockroaches in our building. Wow. That seems like a lot. When you're talking in terms of pounds, like how many roaches are in a pound? We have a um, pitcher that I've filled up in the past when I've had to move colonies. Uh, About a gallon of cockroaches weighs about uh, three or four pounds. Wow, a gallon of cockroaches. I I know you're trying to sell us on the merits of these insects, but I don't know that's an image I want in my head today. Could you ever end up just being overrun with cockroaches there at the Butterfly House? Uh, It's always possible. We uh, are lucky that we have a lot of great partner institutions around the country, being a member of the AZA, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, that if we have surplus animals, we can always reach out to our sister institutions and offer them uh, a surplus. And there's other methods you can do for population control. Um, In a pinch, a cockroach is a really good treat for a tarantula or other predator. Um, And if we limit the amount of protein we feed our colonies of cockroaches, it somewhat limits the amount of babies we get. Oh, interesting. So you're deciding just how how much to let them breed to some extent. Exactly. And you you mentioned that you might feed one to a tarantula just randomly. uh, Life, the cockroach, his ticket may be up and, and he may end up in the tarantula cage. 
there are many cockroaches that are raised as feeder insects for animals. Um, if you ever have a bearded dragon, mm. uh, you may end up with a colony of dubia cockroaches. They're very common for that. Um, cockroaches are excellent uh, nutrition for most animals. That's another important part of the ecosystem is that in addition to decomposing those leaves and things like that on the forest floor, they themselves are an important food source for birds and lizards and amphibians and also tarantulas or geckos. Hmm. When you talk about transporting these cockroaches to your sister institutions, um, how do you go about doing that in a way where an airport handler uh, wouldn't end up with an, an unhappy surprise right there? Sure, that would never be good. Um, we uh, There are certain regulations, depending on uh, the animal itself, about how we have to package it and ship it uh, based on USDA guidelines and quarantine guidelines. Hmm. Uh, but generally speaking, uh, a well-sealed piece of Tupperware with some padding and material in there so that they're well-protected and shipped overnight by FedEx or UPS, and they usually get there just fine. Hmm. So you had mentioned earlier that this is a pretty primitive um, insect, that these go back a long way. And yet I understand they're also relatively innovative in some ways, that the anatomy of their legs is of particular interest to science scientists. Why is that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the anatomy of a cockroach leg is fundamentally different than, say, the leg of a bird or a person, but the biomechanics are actually very similar. And there have been some um, scientists in, in colleges in recent years that have found that when they are studying creating uh, prosthetics, hmm. uh, that a cockroach leg is actually a very good analog for that. And there have been many students around the country that in different engineering labs have been tasked with creating um, non-traditional uh, input mechanisms to utilize perhaps brain waves or facial muscles or even tongue movements to power a device that can actually move a cockroach's leg. And they're using that technology to um, use people with impairments to be able to um, maneuver their own prostheses. Well, Tad, I've got to say, you've done a, a good job of, of making me feel like cockroaches are underappreciated, and normally I would not go to look at the roaches at the butterfly house, but but now I'm tempted to change that. Do you find people come in, are looking for butterflies, and they see the roaches and just have an immediate negative reaction? We definitely hear that sometimes. You know, a lot of people come to see the butterflies. And right now, before you go in to see them, right next to the entrance to the butterflies is our cockroach bubble. It's a large open air uh, display that has probably three or 4,000 cockroaches in it. Ooh. And we do hear a few uh, ewes and uggs and grosses that may come out. But ultimately, if uh, we're able to talk about uh, these amazing creatures with the public, most people leave with a sense of appreciation of them that they didn't have uh, when they got here. Hmm. I can see why you're doing a very good job of, of preaching the gospel of cockroaches. And I, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing that insight with our listeners. Oh, thank you so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.